This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash DJForceX. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, Celia Kira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, FixedStore.com. That's F-I-X-T Store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F-O-R-C-E-X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ FORCEX podcast episode 58. Um, and yes, on this episode, I am interviewing Griffin Dickinson from the band Shapes. Um, they have just about to release or just released their new album, Pain, Joy, Ecstasy, Despair. It's out now on Spine Farm, Search and Destroy Records. Um, yeah, it was a great little interview I did with him. Uh, really enjoyed it. Their EP is, or their album, sorry, is fantastic. Uh, so do check it out. They're doing a circuit around the UK right now. Uh, I'm sure they're hitting a hometown near you if you're in the UK. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be hitting the festivals next year as well. On the strength of this record, I'd be surprised if they weren't. Um, but yes, uh, I'm just going to lead you straight into the interview. So this is Griffin from Shapes. Enjoy. <laughs> On this week's show, I'd like to welcome Griffin from the band Shapes. Shapes are about to release their debut album, Pain, Joy, Ecstasy, Despair, on uh, Spine Farm, Search and Destroy Records. Uh, it's going to be out in October, uh, October 14th to be precise. Welcome, Griffin. Hello, how's it going? Good, man. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. It's a lovely sunny day. No complaints. Excellent. Excellent. That's always good to hear back home. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, just for um, those who aren't in the know about your band, could we get a bit of the origin story of Shapes? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, we've been, well, we, we actually, we were called a different band before, but we were called Saitota before. Okay. Um, uh, the band's been together for around seven years now. Uh, I joined two years ago, um, and soon after I joined, uh, a lot of changes took place. We changed the name, we changed the sound. Um, changed a few members, um, including myself. And yeah, so here we are today as Shapes. All right, cool, cool. So um, the album that's about to come out, I've been lucky enough to hear it. Uh, it's a very good album. Um, I really enjoy it. There's a couple of tracks. I heard the two streaming tracks first, the Skin and Bones and uh, Two Minutes of Hate. Yeah. Uh, they're the two they, that were made available for radio and uh, everyone else as well, if they've got like the streaming services. Um, I also really like Breaking the Silence. 
that was a really cool track and the title track as well oh cheers Which, um, yeah, i really like those so um tell me about the album what's the uh is there any kind of um uh narrative running through it or is the each song its own its own uh entity yeah well um the title pain joy xc despair um really uh what's the word kind of represents the this what's going on kind of in in terms of narrative and lyrically throughout the throughout the album mm. um as as a statement in itself pain joy xc despair uh is kind of, it's like an acceptance of the, the world we live in is acceptance that we live in absolute chaos um uh during the time that we were writing the album uh i was going through some kind of stuff in my personal life and then we would get we would keep getting really good stuff going on with the band so say we i don't know we play a great set of slam dunk and everyone goes nuts for us at a festival over here yeah. um or we get and then next minute something terrible happens in my life and then that's going on and then suddenly we're getting signed and then it's really exciting but then you go back home and your head's in your hands and it's it was all just kind of a bit of a shitstorm really yeah um, and pain joy XC, despair to me represents that kind of emotional circle of life one second you can be on cloud nine the next minute you're juggling the shit storm um <laughs> Yeah, so like in terms of lyrics on the album, every there's, there's not a happy song as such. Um, everything, every bit of lyrical content is about some form of frustration I found somewhere because I find that the best thing to write about. It's where I'm the most honest. It's where I get the best out of myself, and it just kind of flows. Mm. Um, but I think the fact that I've taken all of those negative things that I've, I view negatively in my life and then come out the other end and come out with some lyrics and some songs that I'm really happy with, and I know the boys are too, um, it does kind of represent that. You know, it's kind of swings and roundabouts. You've got a shit situation and you make something positive out of it. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Cool, like a proper roller coaster kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another, another uh, um, analogy for it. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's cool. just analogy ridden is what it is. Yes, yeah, cool. So um, just um, obviously you said the, the the band had been sort of together for seven years, but you joined it a couple of years ago, um, and obviously that's when it kind of took off. I would say, yeah, for the guys and yourself. Um, what what was it like being kind of like um in a band that young, so to speak, and and having these these great support slots and great festival slots and things like that. What is that like for like early on in the um, life of a band? I think, I think it causes you to be what, well, I think for us anyway, it causes us to be really humble about every opportunity that we got. Cause we knew how lucky we were to get them. Mm. Um, there's absolutely no bitterness. Like we, we, we kind of, we're just about to start our headline tour in October, which is the first one we've ever been on. And we've supported bring me horizon, which is kind of the wrong way to do it. You know, <laughs> um, you kind of go, go at the, the other way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was, it was a really humbling experience that, that every single time we, we play with someone amazing and it, if anything, it just makes us want to, perform that much better just because i feel like we've got so much more to prove um than a lot of bands you know that have really earned their place there because i i, I don't think in the eyes of the public that we really have yet okay okay cool so speaking of your headlining tour coming up like you said it starts in october um yeah. what what does that tour look like what is um what can the people expect from that well, we're going to be playing uh, new songs that we've never played off, well, unreleased material off the album. Uh, for example, the title track is going to be one of the tracks we're playing. Um, uh, it, should, it should just be a great night. You know, we've never had the opportunity to play sets longer than half an hour. We've actually, we've got like 45 minutes to an hour here that we can really 
mess about and have some fun with the crowd and everything. And for once, it will be people that genuinely want to come and see our band showing up to these shows, um, which is something that, yeah, something that we've never experienced before. So we don't really have as much to prove. We just want to go out there and give everyone the best time and have the best time possible. Um, it's just going to be a big party, I think, man. Cool. I think cool. <laughs> it's going to be a month long party. Nice, nice. And what bands are you bringing with you? We've got uh, Prestomeco and Empire. They're kind of dipping in and out here and there. And then we've got loads of um, local supports and everything like that. So each show we go to, we're going to try and bring out at least at least one band uh, from their local scene. Nice. Um, and get them out on the tour, yeah. Cool, cool. So um, back to the album. Now we kind of jump forward and then back to the album. Um, the, the styles in the album... Um, it's it's kind of nice for me to hear because I'm I'm hearing a lot of influences from when I was kind of a teenager that kind of like um almost the rap metal movement you've got elements of that in there um, yeah um just the way your vocals are, are are phrased and things like that and uh, the sort of sound to it kind of harks back to that in some in some respects not every respect but it harks back to that sound of that early two thousands late nineties kind of um um music at that time um where would you say the influences lie for you and the band. I think from a kind of um, from a kind of more what's the word here a long a long term perspective. My influence personally really heavily rooted in like Rage Against the Machine and Limp Bizkit, and that's mm. obviously where that kind of early two thousands. I was going to say that's what I could hear. So <laughs> yeah, um, I did, well, to be fair, I still listen to Limp Bizkit quite a lot and Rage quite a lot for that matter. Mm. But um, in the grand scheme of things, I as a band we don't really listen to that much metal if a new album comes out or something say the newer data members just dropped i've been had that on repeat for the past five days nice but i'll have it repeat get bored of it and then my music i always go back to is usually hip-hop and kind of like late night jazz and just weird kind of it's very rarely metal um so i think yeah from a long-term perspective that that whole sort of rap rock um movement did influence the album but um, from like a more everyday perspective, it, it genuinely is like UK grime and mm. um, and hip hop and stuff like that. It's, it's we've got a really eclectic music taste. Um, that I think I do think it shows through in the album. You know, it's um it, you, it it's hard to uh, pigeonhole it as yes. a genre. Yeah, I, like I said, I heard I heard elements of it in there. And that's what kind of it gravitated towards me in that respect, because I kind of grew up in that. It's that kind of like I was a teenager during that movement. And that's yeah. the music that kind of sticks with you for a long, that, that amount of period anyway. Um, and I could hear it and I could, I, I could hear a bit of rage. I could hear a bit of biscuit. I could hear that kind of element in the vocals and things. And obviously there are, there are other sort of styles within the, within the album, parking from uh, general sort of like, you know, um, straight up metal to sort of more hardcore and elements of rock, things like that. So kind of, all within that kind of like hard rock genre, I suppose, is the yeah, yeah. It's, it all, it's, it's the easiest way of doing it. <laughs> it's pretty intense, and then there'll be a little bluesy lick, and then it'll be intense again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, past this tour, do you have anything else planned? We've got there's, I think there's two tours that we're in talks about doing. I think it's very much a case for us at the moment of this tour's a little bit make or break in terms of what tours we can get coming off the back of the album release. Yeah. Um, every time, every time we get put forward for a gig, uh, 
by, by our agent or whatever, the, the main band that takes everyone out always ask, oh, what's their pool like in this town? So we've never actually had a pool in any town because we've never played a headline show apart from okay. what we played okay. Yeah. once so yeah. after this tour we've got you've got some quantifiable figures that we can go out and start hitting some bigger bands with hopefully and yes. they'll take yes. us, they'll take us out there's yeah there is two tours in the works but it's all very smoke and mirrors at the moment it's yeah. all kind of yeah chinese whispers yep always always i was in a band yeah. uh many years ago and we had the same thing where we were trying to get on like tour supports and it was like what are their what's their pool like here here and here and we're like oh Okay, so we, we went out there on our own and then try to find out. So <laughs> yeah. it's always fun. It's always fun. Um, so, yeah, I've got a couple of questions left for you now. Sweet. sweet. Uh, just some uh, general questions I ask pretty much everyone who I interview. Um, but they can be tricky. Uh, so here we go. Um, so what I want you to uh, give me is your three top albums that kind of influenced you um, to who the musician you are now and the person that you are today. Ooh, it's a great, it's a great question. It's yep. a great question. Um, first and foremost, it's got to be Chocolate Starfish. Nice. Um, mm, second one. I think Nirvana Nevermind, actually, because it was the, f- the first song I learned how to play on the be- well, like on any musical instrument was Smells Like Teen Spirit when I was about nine or ten. And then I got the album, pinched it off my dad, and blasted that and i think that's what kind of set me off into music nice. um so i've got to say that one although it's i haven't listened to it in probably at least a year um <laughs> and oh, the third one there's so many albums out there uh i think just before i was just before i joined shape or saito at the time mm-hmm. just before i joined the band um the last album i was listening to was uh oh god i've forgotten the name of it that issue what's that issues record not the most recent one the one before that um it's a good question <laughs> find out <laughs> google will uh, uh, i think no i think it's just called issues yeah it's just called issues that's why okay um i was listening to that album just before uh i joined the band and i think that influenced a lot of kind of potential vocal styles that i could deviate off into mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that album because it influenced me heavy at the start of my career cool cool um so uh what are your hobbies away from music so you're not in the band you're not doing anything music wise what what do you do anything else um i pick up heavy things most days and then put them and then pick it back up again and put it back down all right so i wouldn't call myself a weightlifter but i lift things occasionally um (laughs) uh i've run a clothing business called ravenous um uh yeah so that that's kind of my my day job at the moment um a skateboard bit of photography yeah design kind of just creative really i don't i don't yeah i think, I think those are hobbies yeah. so i'm um, just drinking drinking it's another one <laughs> so just tagging on one of your um one of your other things your your clothing line um how, yeah. how does that come about what what made you want to create a clothing line um I saw a clothing brand in, uh, I think it was about 2000 and 2009 called Who Clothing. Um, and they just, they put a uh, rappers, they put Biggie, um, Biggie Smalls' face on a t-shirt mm. and put their logo at the bottom. And I saw kids everywhere wearing this t-shirt. I was like, I can, this is before I had any skills. I couldn't even like work Microsoft Paint. Um, <laughs> and I was like, 
I, I reckon I could do that. I'll just get two packs faces instead and put it on a T-shirt. And then started trying to figure out how to do it. Got a load of rappers' faces, put them on T-shirts, and then realized the T-shirts were just shit. So kept going to try and make a good T-shirt. And then ended up with about four. And start. I was like, fuck this, I'll just start a little T-shirt brand. Um, I kind of just fell into it, really. And then started one up, ran it for about five years, got to university, met met a friend uh, who also ran a clothing company. We were going to collaborate and then just decided to scrap both of them and start together and do a joint venture. So oh, here I am today. Yeah. Cool. Cool. No, I, I've never spoken to anyone with a clothing line before. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's kinda... good fun. So much that goes on behind the scenes that you don't really think about until you've got to set it all up. Yeah. Um, so does, yeah, that, does that mean, do you, do you produce the band's merchandise if you have your own clothing line on that front? Yeah, so all the all the merch that's up on the store and that we've got coming in and everything is all designed by me. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically, I I would say I run that, but uh, we, I've got someone else that ships it out for us. But mm. yeah, I, I effectively run it, I suppose. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I was just say if you if you bought the two together, so um, obviously it it works out that way. If you've got to make t-shirts and you're in a clothing design company, it makes sense for you to do it. So. Yeah, uh, I was just curious how close you kept it with the band, or if you kept it separate or not. So, um, yeah, I do keep them separate, but I've obviously got all my suppliers from Ravenous that I try and I, I can just use shape stuff, and I'll be like, yeah, go on, get it made there, sort of thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. So, um, finally, where can people reach you? Where's a good place uh, to reach the band or individuals? Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, our website. I think that's everything or preferably at one of our many shows coming up around the uk yeah would be better yeah yeah i'll, so, I'll yeah. um just let people know. so s-a-v-p-e-s yeah and i'll put the uh tour dates up with the with the when i advertise the radio show and stuff and all that kind of stuff as well so people will see awesome. your forthcoming dates coming up and all that kind of good stuff so That'd be great. cool well griffin thank you very much for your time um it's been a pleasure talking to you good luck with your album uh Cheers. So I can get it right this time. Pain, joy, ecstasy, despair out on October the 14th by Spine Farm and Search and Destroy Records. Um, it'll be available worldwide at that point um, via digital media and um, physical media as well. So whatever people prefer, they can pick up. So yeah, thank you, Griffin. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cool. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.